Write to be read podcast, episode number 19. Interview with the Amazon best-selling author, Rob Cabin. You are listening to the Write to be read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Write to be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host, Annie Alexander, and today I'm talking to Rob Cabin. Rob was a freelance designer before he started blogging in 2005. He started his own web and graphic design company in 2006, with all of his clients coming from his website. By 2008, he was able to stop freelancing completely to permanently run his business from home. Since then, he has been building up his passive income from various sources, including Kindle books and online video courses. He is happy to answer any of your questions and his email is rob at robcabin.com. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hello, Annie. So nice to be here. Thank you for calling me and having me on your show. Well, thank you for accepting my invitation um, because I know that everyone is too busy, especially the writers are too busy writing. So thanks for taking the time and talking to me. Pleasure, Annie. So what I would like to talk about is mainly writing, of course, writing books, self-publishing, and it will be, um, we will cover the topics for our listeners, mainly to show that it's, uh, the success is possible, that it's not uh, extremely hard, and uh, that uh, if their dream is to become a writer, it's a very possible and achievable thing. That's good. I'm, I go along with that, Annie. Every, every word you said there. So what about your journey? Uh, I, I'm sure you were not uh, a writer start from the very start. Uh, what did you do? Were you in corporate? Did you have uh, dull uh, corporate office work like many of us did? Um, actually, I didn't, Annie. I was even worse than that because I couldn't work for a corporation because I found it so terrible and boring. Um, so I went freelance very early on, um, very when I was very young, uh, which meant that all I did was to go around different offices in London and work um, in a cubicle, um, swapping hours for dollars and I was doing some mundane sort of uh, typesetting, sort of technical design work. Uh, and I did that for a long time in London. So I didn't have one boss. I had many, many bosses. And I just go around to different places all the time. That, that's what I was doing. Oh, I see. So uh, I presume you didn't enjoy it that much, huh? Um, I think that would be an understatement, Annie. <laughs> Okay, so what, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are so many people who don't enjoy what they are doing, but uh, they never take uh, the step to change anything, actually. And uh, what they many of them just does is uh, complain. So what happened to you when what, the time, like, what happened to make you decide and change everything and make the first step towards the changes? Well, Annie, I've got to say I was no different, and I certainly did my fair share of complaining as well um, but uh, what what made me change was I was very lucky to start a WordPress blog back in 2006 
which is quite a long time ago, eight years ago now, um, which is why I always go on about blogging. Because in the, it, eight years ago, it was quite easy. It was more easy. There were less blogs around, of course. Now it's more competitive. And um, so I, I blogged and blogged and blogged and blogged. Um, and that started everything for me. I mean, the writing came much later. Although that was writing because I was writing blog posts, but I was only writing blog posts at first. But it helped me because it meant I could get work at home. I didn't, I didn't have to go out to these horrible offices and do really dull work. I nearly said a, a bad word there, but I won't because it's a podcast. But, you know, bad work, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was getting better work. I was getting more enjoyable design work um, from home through my blog. So that's what started it for me. It was, it was starting a website and a WordPress blog. Okay, so we can say that the WordPress blog was both the first writing experience as well as it became the ground of your uh, upcoming business, right? Absolutely correct. Yeah, I, I did enjoy writing at school, but I didn't really do much of it in when I was older. And so, yeah, the blog was definitely the, the ground or the, uh, um, uh, I guess it's the, the, what would you call it, the, the, um, the, the platform, uh, the, the original platform for, mm -hmm. for, for my business, yeah. And uh, so you were blogging, you were getting different uh, order design orders, right? Yeah. Um, through your blog. And um, uh, what happened next? I mean, uh, how did writing a book, the idea of writing a book come to your mind? And once uh, you had the idea, how did you uh, start uh, taking the practical steps about that? Actually, um, uh, I, I was not thinking about this before because I was just thinking about Kindle uh, with you. But actually, I um, I sold a couple of I don't know if you know this. I have a couple of PDF eBooks on my site, which I I started that before I started Kindle. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say that's the best thing to do. Uh, it's just the way I did it. Um, I tell you why because I was not into reading. Um, on Kindles or tablets at the time, and and I only got into that recently, comparatively recently. So um, yeah, I was just looking for ways to make money online, actually, and more passive income rather than doing my design projects, which of course is active income. So I started. Um, I ha I put a uh, one one ebook on my site first of all, after um, collecting email addresses I started collecting email addresses with a free ebook of course um, and and then I put a um, yeah a, a paid ebook on the site and I, I think that would have been three years ago now and and since I, I've, I've got two there now um, and, and uh, so that was the start and it was only towards the end of last year where I started on Kindle Okay, so the first ebooks, when did you write those? Um, that would have been about three or four years ago now, Annie. Okay, so uh, I mean, you, we can say that you have quite uh, relatively long experience of writing if, if we also take into consideration the blogging as well. So uh, you've been there for quite a while. And it's, it's nonfiction, right? We're, we're talking about nonfiction. That's correct. Yeah, the the, the ebooks are about one of them's called. Um, these are the ones for sale on my site. One one of them is called 
How to Market Yourself Online, which is a terrible title. That's just so <laughs> that's just so general. It's never sold very well. And then the other one is called uh, running a web design business, which is similar to the one I have on Kindle, and that does sell much better because it's more specific. It's a it's a better title. You can see. I hope your audience can benefit from my stupidity <laughs> and see immediately how one title is better than the other. There. Yeah. Well, amazing how uh, all elements affect uh, sales and affect how readers perceive the books because we were talking about the title here. The same goes for the book cover as well. So those are the Absolutely. things uh, which are not about the books, the content of the book, but those are the things which re- potential readers see first and it either attracts or doesn't and then they might not even get into the content. So those those two are really, really crucial. And I'm sure if you, if you um, think and maybe rephrase the first ebook's title, maybe it will work better as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, think, I think that's a good idea. I, I've, I've just since, I've just got into Kindle much more uh, so I haven't been thinking about that but that's a good idea I, sh- I should um, I should think about that um, thank you uh, <laughs> yeah I mean we, we, we can uh, come up with some ideas together if you want I, I, although I'm, I'm not really good in uh, non-fiction books because I've never written any any of those but still uh, no but you're good with titles <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, no, I, I think you'd, you'd probably be a, a, a good coach uh, for a non-Kindle author as well. <laughs> okay, so um, you, you mentioned ebooks and you mentioned Kindle. Uh, there are many other platforms besides Kindle, like the iBooks uh, and uh, the Kobo, etc. Mm. Uh, why did you de- decide to... Uh, y- y- you have it only on Kindle, right, the book you have? Or you, uh, you're sharing all the platforms it's a good question at this moment in time it's just on kindle and i'm just about to get into the other platforms annie and to answer your question that i think you were going to ask why did i start on kindle i just um thought that amazon was the uh, the biggest um market out there it was the one i w- i was using i finally managed to um I bought a tablet and I got the Kindle app and I, I just got obsessed with it. I, I just thought, oh my God, this is a great way to read books and get information. And um, so, so that's why I started on Kindle. And also I wanted to make use of the KDP Select program. Um, and uh, it's great, but I would, I, I'm really looking forward to um, putting them out on the other platforms now because I've got the, I think I've got the most out of KDP Select that I'm ever going to get. Um, and now I'm going to go, go off onto the other platforms. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, now since you are uh, going to have the book in, in many other places as well, uh, do you have any plan about how to market those? Uh, because I mean, I, I'm familiar with Kindle only and their KDP Select tool which which can help you promote the book i'm not familiar with the other ones do you do you have any plan about how to go with the book i don't have any plan at all all i do know is that uh, i'm very lucky i'm in london uk and and i'm a member of a it's actually a, a meetup group and we meet every month and it, and uh, it's it's actually called the london kindle or, or something like that group but they they there's people there who 
who are on these other platforms and 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 so they can help me with with that and and so far from what i've heard i think they just put it up there i don't think they do any more any any particular marketing on the other platforms um uh, but what you know um, somebody has told me that they sell really well on Google Play. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that too, but I've never investigated actually. So maybe we should uh, think about that as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do another episode on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to to mention this also in some of the episodes. So um, can you tell me about the emotional part when, when you finished writing your book? And um, um, since uh, I've read the book, which is on Kindle, I've, I've noticed that it's quite personal. So it's yeah. an action, but it also covers uh, quite a lot from your personal life as well. Uh, how comfortable did you feel sharing all those moments with uh, the potential readers, with people you don't know? And what you, did you feel once the book was out there and people started downloading it? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point because uh, actually that's, that was my third book on, on Kindle. And up until then, and on my blog and everywhere... I've really been sticking to very technical um, books about running a web design business and um, doing video courses and books books about WordPress and uh, online marketing. So it's it's very easy um, subject matter. I know I just get it technically right. I know what I'm talking about, and it's I can I can I can help people. And then um, yeah, this book. Um, from freelancer to entrepreneur for some reason i don't know i was i was sitting down late at night and i th- i was thinking i really should i really should put everything in this you know a- and explain exactly what happened rather than just talk about work really and instead of talking about work i started talking about um meditation and what was going on in my personal life and uh because it gave the whole picture it was kind of give, give gave the full story about really what was happening because the book was about how i um left uh, corporate which as i explained earlier wasn't even corporate <laughs> it was freelancing um but how i left a boring job and started working on on my own at home and in and and really enjoying uh, the work more than more than i ever had more than i ever thought was possible i i certainly never thought I'd, I'd end up running my own business or anything like this. So, but it was, it was, yeah, there was more to it. So I, I don't know why I decided to do it, Annie. I just did it. And um, how did I feel? I, I, yeah, it was scary. It was a little, it was scary, but I kind of, um, I found it less scary than I would have done if I put it in the blog. I, I didn't, I never put any of that stuff in the blog and I thought I'd just put it on the Kindle and, um, and and we'll see what happens you know and so far hopefully because i i can get a bit sensitive <laughs> I, have, I have had bad reviews on other books um which which again is a technical thing and, and you shouldn't really be bothered about these things and you really shouldn't let them get to you um but i haven't had any bad reviews on that book where i i where I was more uh, vulnerable because it was more personal. So, so far, it's um, it's been okay. Okay. And do you uh, see any difference in terms of sales between the other two books, which were not personal, and this last one? 
Yes, um, I'm afraid that that one, it, it's funny because that one has get, gets really good reviews because people like the personal angle, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't sell as well as the other two. Okay, I see. Well, maybe because it's this um, um, unique mix of nonfiction and personal story, because I don't know, I mean, I, I've read lots of books, but I've, I've never read something from that angle. I mean, maybe it, it reminds me somehow uh, the book of Stephen King on writing, because there also he, he, he writes about uh, writing topics and his advice about writing but also uh, in the book there are many many personal stories so um, I don't know maybe uh, it's because non-fiction readers uh, are um, waiting or are used to uh, typical non-fiction standard uh, books but I, I think that in, in, on long term this, this one should do better <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think you've got a point. I, I think um, uh, it's interesting you said about Stephen King's book because I had read that recently, just before I wrote I wrote that. So that must have uh, that, that that maybe it came out a bit there. Um, maybe you were influenced by Stephen. Yeah, maybe I was actually. I hadn't thought of that, but I, I the two things were very close together. So you, you, probably I was. And um, I think you're right as well. It's kind of uh, maybe the category in um, in Amazon. I can't remember what exactly the category it's in, but it's kind of difficult to put it in a category. Um, is it uh, is it business or is it personal development? You know, it, uh, it's difficult. Well, you to... can choose two categories in on Kindle actually, so you can choose two different. It's true. I I, I think I have, and also I, I changed them as well. I think I've changed the category once to see if if I could get more sales, um, but it doesn't seem to be working for that one at the moment. Mm -hmm. I see. And how how are you uh, acquiring your readers actually through your blog only, or you're doing social media, or what are exactly are you doing to get more readers? Definitely, um, the the best thing, I, uh, the the best advice I can have for readers is to have an email uh, list on your website because I, I've been collecting email addresses for long, uh, more than four years now, maybe five five years or so. So, um, whenever I put a new book out on Kindle, I always email them and say. Actually, I email them twice. I say, first of all, I say it's out there for for ninety nine cents. Mm -hmm. Um, although it will be for free later. And so some of them buy it at 99 cents, which makes Amazon think, oh, this guy, um, this guy's pretty popular, you know. And, and uh, also I get a few reviews. I ask, ask them for reviews, and your email list will always give you good reviews. Well, not always, but it's, they're more likely to. So that's good. And then, and then I tell them about the free book as well, which, which is only, you know, which, which I should do, of course. And then I find that gives a bit of momentum to the book. And then you get organic Amazon sales after that. After that, I don't bother doing any, um, just a minimum social media, but very little. Okay, since you mentioned that, I, I would like also to tell my listeners uh, about the mistake I made before. Uh, so I also had a list, but my blog, unfortunately, uh, it was a self-development blog, and I wrote fiction. So that list wasn't really 
relevant mm-hmm. for my books because the audience was different, the target was different. And although I addressed that list, but it actually didn't really work because those were not the right people. So uh, the right thing would be doing like you did, uh, having the list which is relevant uh, to to what you wrote about. So your blog apparently and your books are in the same line and the same target line. And uh, that is why it worked so well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. It's, it's definitely a similar sort of subject matter, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's why, uh, I mean, I had this, um, I, mean, I was really surprised, like, oh, how come I've sent out this mail and uh, I had this high open rate and, and then later on, you know, absolutely no effect from, from the mailing list. How come it, it doesn't have any effect? And then when I thought about it, I realized that those people might not even read fiction at all. So, you know, it's, it's just, it makes no sense for them. Yes, and um, and also a lot of people actually a lot of people don't read Kindles. I mean, a lot of people just read pa- paperbacks. You know, yeah. all, but um, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, but my e- my email list would would, would have been very very targeted to my Kindle books. Yeah, perfectly targeted. That's true. Okay, so um, now in general, what are the biggest components you're you're working on? So you have your blog. Uh, from your mm-hmm. blog, you have your design uh, orders, and you you have Kindle books and you're writing Kindle books. Uh, I I know that you also have online courses mm-hmm. and a membership site. Yep. The, the membership site's just coming on now. It's not, it's not really, I haven't really launched it properly, but yeah, it's, it's, it's beginning, yeah. Okay, so if you look at the whole thing, uh, like one big business project, uh, what role do the books play in that? Um, they are, to, to me, the books are another passive income stream and very importantly, um, the books are kind of authority because I can um, people see me as a published author. I think that's quite important, even in this day and age where self-publishing is quite easy. Uh, I just think it makes a whole lot of difference to you as a business person or you as a person to say that you've got a book on Amazon. I just think it's so great, and uh, I have. Um, I have them on create space as well, so I can go around um, it to to, to peop- meet people at events and say um, give them my book, you know, and it it's it's just a I think it's just a really great thing if you have a message if you have something you want to communicate to people um, you, you can't it doesn't get better than than writing a book I think so it, it's an important part of my business. Um, it's not just the 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 income. Okay, so besides the income, it's add up uh, on your reputation and it's great. It uh, makes credibility and uh, people um, perceive you as an expert in in your field. Absolutely, and it increases the audience as well because I'm I'm on Amazon, which is a huge great website that everyone goes on every day. Okay, so uh, then from from the books, uh, the people who read your book, you have most probably a link to your blog, uh, to your website? Absolutely, yeah, and a a link to the page 
um, a, a link to the page where they can uh, enter their email address, of course. Um, that's really important. So it's a landing page they go to, a special landing page just for your readers or... It's um, it's a general landing page, but it, it's it's I don't have a one specifically for Kindle. I I could do, but um, I haven't got around to it. It's just a general landing page. Uh huh. I see. And do you have? Uh, I mean, after you published, especially this last book, the more personal one, uh, do you ha- get any direct feedback from readers? Not just reviews, but people who email you or get in touch with you on social media, saying, "Okay, we read your book and this and that." Yeah, I, it. I I have been getting more and more emails every day, and it's not just. And it's yeah, it's. Often I get I get two sorts of emails, or three. Maybe some say some will say hi Rob I, I've been reading your blog blah blah blah. Some say hi Rob I've bought your book blah blah blah, and some say hi Rob I've taken your course on Udemy blah 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 blah. And it's the course and the books that are most um, because it they're close they're personal because they have personal contact with me through a book or or a, or a course. And and uh, and they start sending me emails, and I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting definitely more and more a day. More of my day is taken up writing emails and getting messages on social media as well. Well, I I see this tendency with many people. As soon as they become uh, relatively popular, they get overwhelmed with emails. And uh, recently, when I was approaching people to do interviews for the podcast, I ended up um, receiving responses from their VAs. So apparently, having (laughs) becomes more popular these days as well. And that's uh, one of the solutions people uh, take uh, for or not being overwhelmed by emails, I guess. Yes, it's a good idea. But I just think, how do you do that? Because my emails, they, they just take so long to answer because they're so specific. You know, the, well, the questions they ask are, are really difficult to answer, you know. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's a really difficult topic because I personally think that having a VA also might damage the engagement and relationship with your readers or uh, uh, potential clients yeah. as well. So it's it's something I'm I'm not really sure about. But um, I know many many uh, very successful people who who are using those services and who feel much much happier because at least they they get the free time to spend on more productive things, on writing the books, on spending the time with family, etc. So. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a very controversial and difficult uh, topic uh, to address. But maybe we'll talk about this in a separate episode as well because it's becoming very popular these days. (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I will ask this, although I already know the answer, but uh, do you uh, regret about anything uh, if you look back at the past and what you've done or do you think about things that you should have done earlier or you you had to do but you didn't um when you look back in in retrospect uh Mm. what are your thoughts well uh i'm I'm interested to know what what you think i'm gonna say because you said you know the answer um 
Well, I'm, but, uh, I know for sure that you don't regret about leaving <laughs> that boring job and, and uh, making the big changes in your life. That, that... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's for sure. But um, no, the thing about regret is that I, I, try, I try not to um, think about the past at all. In, in, when you start meditating, you, you're, you're, you, the practice of meditation is to concentrate on the present moment and, um, and view it uh, non-judgmentally. Um, and and you realize that that's uh, the best way for your mind because if you talk if you think about the past and and the future it's just basically either re- regret or fear or worry and um, they, those are all three sort of painful emotions um, so I I try to view the past as a learning experience and uh, and concentrate on on the present moment as I found that that is the best way to to live your life and it's kind of the best way to achieve balance and harmony in, in, in your life. Um, so, I mean, there's loads of things I, I could... <laughs> I could regret because I had a very sort of negative lifestyle at one stage. Um, but then on the other hand, I could, I could say, well, that was my education. It just took me a long time learning because I was, I, I was just so stupid. And, um, it, you know, the benefits came to me later in life. And, and for whatever reason, that's, that's my, that, that's my thing. And that's good for me. So I should, um, I, I should say that I more or less, forget i regret nothing um but i i am i am so i am so happy and and i'm very um i'm very grateful for for what i have at this present moment okay so so you're happy at this point with where you are now well i'm talking to you annie so i've got i'm i'm very happy okay And uh, what about where you would like to be? Like, I mean, what are your plans for the future? Will you continue writing books? Will you continue um, creating online courses? Or maybe you're thinking about some uh, something new to add up to what you already have? Yeah, I've got two books coming soon. I've, I've nearly written one and I've half written another. And I've got more courses to do. And I've got uh, more to do on... The, the my my membership site as well. I want to obviously get that uh, sort of finished and up and running. So you're quite busy these days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I guess I am, and I, and um, you could say that. Uh, and in the future, I want to do I I I want to to help other people uh, set up businesses and and do what we're doing uh, successfully um, as well. And uh, hopefully, as well, do a bit more traveling because uh, I've been stuck in London for a year and a half now, and it's uh, I think, oh my god, I need to get away. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, I think traveling brings up um, new ideas and positively influences creativity. So changing uh, places is is quite useful for writers. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, writers usually have two big problems. Uh, it's the time and also the lack of ideas. Very often they, they don't know what to write about. So how do you manage your time? Where, when I mean, how do you find time to write your books since you already have two coming? And what uh, influences your creativity? Where do you get new ideas? Or do you have any problem getting new ideas at all or not? Yeah. I, okay. So on the productivity side, I'm probably the last person you want to talk to about that because I'm so bad at it. I I, I, I don't have a plan for the day. I, it's just dreadful. So I, I am not the right person to talk to about productivity. I, I, I just, every everyone's different. And I've read these books about productivity that say, write lists and do this, do that. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm always working at two o'clock in the morning. I, I I never know where I am. I don't. I just. But I do. I do get things done somehow. And I. And so I'm the I'm the wrong person to talk to about. I just about productivity. Crushed all productivity theories at this moment. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I. I <laughs> just don't because you have three books already published you have two coming up and you have all these other things you're dealing with and and you're not you say that you're not really following any productivity tips and you you you're not managing your time very well yeah. so i can imagine if you did what do you know how much you would have done by now already <laughs> i know that's a bit of a that's a bit of a bad thought, isn't it? I have to I have to try again. These these blooming productivity tips. Um, if it works for you the way you do, I, I guess there's no need to change anything. Maybe maybe everyone's different and everyone works in a different way. You know, I don't know. I I think I should get up. A, I think I shouldn't. Wear, yeah, I think I should improve certain aspects of my life, which I'm going to try to. Um, and uh, but uh, to answer your question, I'll talk about the things that I do well, or the things that might help your audience, rather than tell them the things I do badly, and <laughs> that might help. And, and I think the things that I do well is is blogging. I think blogging because you have to come up with an idea every week. So if you that that helps your develop your idea muscle, if. It, if you if you can use that that terminology um so th- i think that helps and the blogging helps the writing um i wrote a i wrote most of a book in two weeks because i had a talk coming up at a local meetup and so i wrote it in um in two weeks and i use um uh, dictation software as well and um and i just tried to do a thousand words a day and i think i you know some days i did most days i did a thousand words uh or or a bit less um and uh I think that's I think that's it um, to answer your question. Do you have editor who edits your books later on, or it's just you? Yeah, the last one I did, I uh, and um, uh, and I will be doing it from from now on. Although I obviously I edit it myself, but when I finished, I hand it over to somebody who at least copy checks it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what would be your uh, advice to newbie writers who are just starting based on your experience and uh, what you already know? Um, what are the key points they should keep into their minds while starting writing a new book? 
Well, because I um, I'm like a, a, a scratched record with with blogging, I always say the same thing. I, I would advise new writers to start a blog and blog recent uh, regularly, because if you do, uh, as I was saying just earlier, it will exercise the idea muscle, um, you, and and it will show you what's popular and what's not popular so certain blog posts will do better than others and ask yourself why, why is this doing better than uh, the other and that will give you more ideas for successful subjects to write books on so whether it whether you want to do that maybe you you don't want to you know uh write about popular subjects but i still think blogging will will give you the ideas at least uh, for the writing, and and other than that, I would say just do it every day. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good idea if you keep doing it every day. I think having a blog is very useful also because uh, I'm sure that if if readers read and liked your book, they would like to to go somewhere to know about you a bit more or to connect with you somehow so a blog can be that uh, hub where yeah. where they can get uh, more information and uh, follow up and become a fan later on yeah and give you your email address as, as well give you their email address you can do it there exactly <laughs> <laughs> these days doors are so important right yeah yeah I think so. Okay, and the last question, I guess, um, social media. It's uh, what is it for you? You use it uh, for um, for personal reasons, or you incorporate your business into it? How how much time do you spend there? Is it productive time, or or just you know wasting the time? Uh, how do you deal with social media? Yeah, I, I try and uh, keep it down to a minimum because I think it's not productive. It's not productive in 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 terms of promoting for me. I I don't get sales from social media, but I do meet interesting people like yourself, Annie, and and get good advice there. Um, but it's hit and miss because obviously, for all the good advice, there's about ten cat pictures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, for me, it's something that uh, there's some great f- Facebook groups for Kindle, obviously. Uh, so great advice, um, but but try and keep it down to an absolute minimum. Okay, so so uh, in in short, if uh, we can say that it's useful, but if it's used uh, in in a certain yeah. limited time. Absolutely, exactly, yeah. Okay, so any, I don't know, favorite quote or something that may, as, as a last thing, uh, that may encourage our newbie writers? Um, oh, I'd say, I don't know. I, I... Your quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say um, my, my favorite quote, it's not a quote, but I would say that, that they can do it. You, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, you can do it. I think that's important, and uh, as long as you keep keep trying every day, um, it might not seem as though it's possible, um, but 
I can tell you it is possible. Definitely, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Uh, yeah, well, actually, the idea of these interviews came just because of that. I want uh, them uh, to listen to people who did it and uh, to to see live examples that it's possible. So, yes, definitely yeah. it's possible. And if, if they want it bad enough, it, it will happen. <laughs> Yeah, and I should say congratulations, Annie, on this podcast. I think, you know, you, you've, you're doing it really well. I, I'm really uh, impressed what you've done so far, and you've only just started. And, and I just think it's, it's a great resource uh, and a great idea. So well done. Well done, you. Oh, thanks a lot. Well, I mean, uh, I, I've been thinking about this since two years already. But, you know, like many, many other people, I, I just thought about that but didn't do anything uh, in, in practice. Uh, plus, I wasn't really sure about my accent, so... <laughs> it, um, well, as I say, I'm, I'm a big fan of your accent, Annie. Thank you. Well, I, I, then I thought, okay, you know, as long as the listeners understand what I'm saying, then it should be okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone understands you. So it's, it's it's really good. It's it's an asset. An asset, I would say. Okay. Thanks a lot for uh, coming over to the show. Thanks a lot for all the nice advice and uh, for sharing your stories as well. Um, and um, we wish you success with all your new upcoming books. Thank you, Annie. Thanks for having me on the show. And, uh, and I wish you and your audience success as well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. And before I leave you, I'd like to tell that I have a new habit. Every morning, I'm checking to see if there are any new reviews of my podcast on iTunes. Those reviews make my day and encourage me to continue doing what I'm doing. So if you'd like to boost my mood with sparing less than a minute, please make sure to leave a review of my podcast on iTunes. Well, that was it for today. I have a lot more coming up soon. So stay tuned and meet you again soon. Mm-hmm.